Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. This week on the CineStream Club, we have special guest and good friend of ours, Ronan Grace, here to talk about a very special film. You've never given up on me, Alfred. Never. That's right. <laughs> it's Batman Begins. Arm robbery, double homicide. Got a taste for the theatrical, like you. Leaves a calling card. I'll look into it. I never said thank you. And you'll never have to. Andrea, Ronan Grace, <laughs> welcome to the Zoo Room. Hi, Trev. Hi, Ronan. Hello. Hey, it's great to have you. We're here to talk about all things Batboy. Batboy. I'm, Batman... uh, I'm very excited. Batman Batman begins. Batman to start. Batman at the beginning. Um, Ronan, you're very welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. As our, You are our resident Batman expert in the group. Um, yeah. We always lean on you. Uh, for uh, for back facts, um, what we do here, we you, I don't know if you listened to the podcast yet. No. But... <laughs> Is it good? It's all right. It's all right. Gets around. We're. I'm, uh, we... I'm actually a, a completist. Oh. Cine screen completist. Yeah, I've heard them all. Oh, end Ooh. to end. Mm. Oh, Except got... for three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know the tree. You probably wouldn't blame you. Um, well, look, you know what we do? We we talk movies. We go through certain categories. And at the end, we decide whether this movie deserves to be in the vault or not. The first thing we always do is we talk about what the movie means to all of us. What memories does it evoke? Childhood memories, all that kind of stuff. I always start, so I'll kick it off. Um, it's not a huge memory, but again, it's one of the... It, so Batman is the most recent film like the most recently made film that we've covered so far on the CineStream Club. It's 2005. I was 19 when the film came out and I remember it was the summer of, it was the summer of movies in, uh, in, in Trevor Brown's life. Uh, I I was in college with Paula and I, I, I just left a, a day degree to do a night degree and I used to work during the day and study at night and the odd time I wouldn't be working and I'd meet Paula in town and she'd skip college she was studying nursing and we go to the cinema and you hey i'm sure we've all done this you pay for one movie and then you kind of zig and zag around the, the cinema and you okay, see a few yeah. in the same day so i remember seeing i think it was i, I want to say it was mr and mrs smith and batman begins on the same day um <laughs> polar opposite movies but plenty i remember guns, going plenty of killing plenty <laughs> yeah to no guns no killing uh <laughs> but I remember going into the movie, knowing like I was wa- I was waiting on the film to come out. I was looking forward to it, but it kind of also in my memories it kind of crept up in me a little bit. It's it's not like you know the Dark Knight where you're waiting for it to come out or like Jurassic Park we we're talking about on the last episode. It I just knew about it and then suddenly before I knew it was out and we went to see it and I just remember coming out of it just you know not to get too cheesy but kind of 
falling back in love with Batman <laughs> after, you know, <laughs> after Batman, Robin, Batman forever, you know, all the, all the, the, the crap, uh, you know, Batman's greatest villain, Joel Schumacher, uh, what he did to all the movies <laughs> uh, in the 90s. And it was it, it was just great to come out of the cinema. I seen this amazing kind of real movie that felt real. And I can talk about that. We talk about that a little bit more with, with the four consideration stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I just it, it was just one of those kind of. I'll always like. There's a couple of movies that you'll always remember seeing, and that's definitely one of them. It was one of the first movies I remember seeing with Paula as well, so it kind of has a special, special place oh. in my in my cinema heart. Oh. Um, uh, the brown yeah. man begins. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> brown begins. The other thing was, uh, I, I also remember. I think Bourne had come out a couple of years before, and the new Bond film hadn't come out with the, with Daniel Craig, and. It, I, I just remember that feeling of like movies were starting to turn into that direction of the, the realism movies were starting to come out like you know Bourne kind of set a lot of action movies on that trajectory of like stepping away from the surreal and going down the kind of like earthy shit got pretty dark that summer <laughs> yeah 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 and James Bond started drinking Heineken <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, as the guest, Ronan, I'll I'll pass this one on to you to to answer. What what does it do for you uh, when you're rewatching it? Uh, I had gone off Batman for a bit. Uh, some mm. terrible experiences with the Schumacher film. Um, I went to see it at uh, my own birthday slumber party, and there was literally one ticket left. <laughs> There was one ticket left and there was five of us and the lad said, oh, it's your birthday and you love Batman. Why don't you just take the ticket? Wow. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. This means so much. And I went in and watched it by myself. It was obviously very bad. And I came out and the lads went to see Emma or something and they all got the shift. And oh. So they went back to my <laughs> party and just started explaining to me what shifting feels like. Uh, well, I was still pretty confused about the Joel Schumacher thing. <laughs> um so I was the same. I remember hearing that I remember hearing that there was a Batman film. I was mm. actually on my J one. I was in Hawaii and uh. um we went to see another film and the trailer came on for it. And I was like, Oh, you know, that looks that looks pretty decent and um so I went to see mm. it in uh Hawaii and I was like you I was just I was absolutely <laughs> I was blown away by it like I just could not yeah. believe um <laughs> I was like, <laughs> pretty sure I went straight back in again and um <laughs> it just took a kind of very insidious all-consuming <laughs> yeah while well, you were away yeah. in paradise like the sunniest happiest place ever <laughs> i had this influence on my life that uh like... <laughs> and that's an important point because for anyone that knows ron ronan personally will know that like everyone that knows him well will have a memory of meeting ronan like in town for a coffee or like you know in the park for a walk and at least once he will have met you on his bike. I'll just come and buy the place and let my girlfriend swim <laughs> in the pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you might, like, I remember meeting you for a coffee and like you, you're on your bike dressed all in black with Hans Zimmer blaring out on your earphones, <laughs> and you didn't even you didn't even pause it when you took them out. It was just still playing as we were talking. It's like we were in a movie, in a in a Nolan movie, as we were having this coffee. Uh, but yeah, it's funny to hear that like your first experience of Batman because that definitely set you off on a on a on a Batman trajectory. Um, yeah, because I was I was thinking about um, how I felt about Batman before seeing the film, and uh, 
like I, I always did uh, like him, you know. So yeah, it definitely did. Cha- it definitely changed my relationship with Batman and the Nolan as well. Because after yeah. that, I was like, "This is my guy." Yeah, <laughs> Chris yeah. is yeah, my I, guy from here on out. Yeah, I definitely came out thinking I was a bit ignorant to Christopher Nolan before then. I was kind of going like, "Who is this guy?" Um, and well, he's done almost nothing before. Yeah, it, really. it was just. Yeah, like I, I hadn't seen Insomnia, um, so I, I still I haven't watched... seen Insomnia. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's it. That that that's one you'd, you'd almost afraid it'll keep get... me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's brilliant, and it's a, it's a re it's 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 a rewatchable too. Um, Andrea, Batman Begins. What did it do for you when you're rewatching it? The, you know, when it came out, I didn't see it. I, I was one of those I wasn't a superhero kid I wasn't really into superheroes um, I did see The Dark Knight and then I went back and watched Batman Begins but but to be honest the, ba- the, the, the Nolan trilogy of Batman films my love of them all comes from you guys and honestly my first memories of say watching all three or uh, any of them in the cinema would be going to the cinema with you or watching it in, in one of your houses I think that I think the first time I saw it might have been in Ronan's house one night when we watched all three together and I think Ronan was, was given Ronan was given out to us because we were talking night. we were talking through a lot of it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's what it means to me it's kind of it, it's it's linked very closely to our group of friends yeah definitely it, it's definitely one of those movies that brings us together uh and it's, it's like we've um we've like replaced uh conversational English with kind of verbal memes <laughs> from the three shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like and some of your best lines like as a group, um or sorry, some of your best lines that you've said just in, in your company, some of the most hilarious things you've said are just you twisting notes. Just quotes, yeah. Like <laughs> it, that's what I mean, like it's become my life, my sense yeah. of humour. Uh, my cycling style is based on <laughs> yeah yeah every time I've, I've got to go like this to get to the handlebars yeah yeah, yeah. I, I know I saw, I saw you on a bike I used to just my, my brain would like plant the sound effect of the cape fluttering in the wind because that, that's all that was missing from you, from you on a I bike leave, I used to leave yeah. my jacket open as well for the flap um, yeah. I was thinking about yeah. you know in the movie when he starts like piecing his uh, suit together from oh, all yeah. this kind of discarded stock in uh, Wayne Enterprise or whatever I was like yeah. that's how I built my cycle suit but with from stuff in the middle aisle of Little. <laughs> I'll get three of these so no one will know <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the um bit of Trev's trivia um Forbes magazine priced up the suit and I think it came in at something like I have it on my notes and I'll check but it's like I think, I think they were saying three and a half million just to build that suit if you're like a normal numpty and you wanted to order shit online and get the actual materials and the labor and three million together. but the, three, the what was it called the exo suit or whatever that was mm. two seven five <laughs> It's an expensive cape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the cape that made it, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
They bring so, in their sweet deals on torso products, and then they, they bloody <laughs> swindle you with the cape. <laughs> with the cape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For your consideration, um, what I think Andrea might have called on a previous podcast, the, Cine- the Cinestream Back Alley Oscars. Um, <laughs> yes. If, if you could make up a category, it doesn't have to be a traditional Oscar category, but if you could make up any kind of category and put this movie in contention for one of these awards, what would it be? Like, there, there's a lot, right? So I'll just I'll name a couple and then I'll hand it over to you. Um, small little things. Best push-up in a movie. That push-up. That, that <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I think that's like that's up there with any of the like army kind of montages, you know, or the the montages in army movies where you see guys doing the, the push-ups in the rain, getting up. And I try, I actually tried to do it um, when I was younger. In the kind of it, it's it's just this getting up out of bed and falling like a tree How'd onto you break the ground. Your wrist, Trev? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I swear it was push-ups, man. I swear. Um, I, I think Scarecrow is actually one of the best villains in, in a superhero movie now there's a lot of problems with how the end how his character came to an end in, in that movie and he, like obviously he didn't die because he's in the sequels but how he was like tasered away by um by rachel when she's protecting um joffrey but like <laughs> I, I as a character and as a performance from killian murphy and some of the lines that he has and just the, the cinematography anytime the scarecrow is in the room or in the scene, like especially when he sprays that gas and all the effects of the shit coming out of his face and everything. I just, when I was rewatching it, I just thought it was like brilliantly done, really well executed, and I just was thinking, like I, I think I enjoyed watching the scarecrow on screen even more than possibly the likes of Bane, like you know, and mm. obviously, obviously the Joker, you know, is a different kettle of fish. But I think the scarecrow as a character is up there, and also maybe there was a missed opportunity with. They could have done a lot more with, with that with that character, um, and then two quick things: the grounding in reality. I think we'll all probably talk about that. Like you know, no other superheroes exist in this world. Like you, you, you watch this film kind of in isolation of any other kind of superhero movie. And today we're in this mindset of universes and different characters overlapping with each other. It's a big messy Venn diagram. This mm-hmm. was just an isolated movie. It's about a guy. And you kind of forget about all the previous Batman films when you're watching it. You, you kind of, and, and it, it, it's a credit to Nolan's storytelling. Like sometimes he can get storytelling wrong and he can make things too confusing. But there's a couple of movies where he really nails it, like Dunkirk and um, even Interstellar at some points, how he executes certain co- complex uh, storylines. He stayed think, away from the stopwatch in Batman Begins. There's obviously one small race against time, um, but it's not like time yeah. isn't the most important thing about it. Yeah, yeah. And even when, you're, when I was watching it, I was kind of thinking, he still is doing that thing where he's not just telling this totally linear narrative. Like he, he starts with, you know... Uh, Bruce is in prison. He's in Tibet. It cuts back to Gotham, where he's going to the trial of his parents. Um, the, the guy who murdered his parents. He wants to kill that guy. You know, he. You think he's back from Tibet, but he's actually back from college. And then you're wondering. Yeah, up, funny. It, that's funny. You should say that. This time watching it, which is you know, I'm well into double figures. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I watch it. I'd never noticed before. Um, it's actually quite confusing. I thought. Mm. I always thought he came back. Uh, he went to the trial and then <clears throat> and then he went to Asia. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, probably Asia. Um, 
But then when I was watching it this time, I was like, <laughs> it, so it's like a flashback of the, anyway, it, re, it actually really case. confused me. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it is, yeah. But when, but when it all comes together and then, it, and then he eventually, it ends up, he's back in Asia and you're kind of back in the present. But then just when you think you're starting to move forward with the story, he, he smells the, the, the flower stuff and, and he has the, the fear dream. And then he's back into his parents dying and all that stuff again. But I thought it was really, I did like how it was stitched together. You know, it kind of, it, yeah. it, it was told in a way that was kind of original and because how many times have you seen the pearls being break broken, you know, and the, the parents fall on the ground and they're in this, they're in the cinema or the, the play. Or the opera mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just, when you see it this time through Nolan's eyes, um, it feels a bit, it feels a bit fresh as the movie <laughs> reviewers would put it. Uh, but no, I, I, I did like that. And then just, it's the realism, you know, there's stunts over stunts and, 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 and scalable models versus CGI and, it was filmed in, a, in an actual city as opposed to, you know, Burton's world of sets and Schumacher's world yeah. of, you know, you know, stages and, and sound stages and all that kind of stuff. There's more, but look, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. So maybe Dre this time, if you want to give us your two cents on what you'd put forward to the um, to the Cinestream Back Alley Oscars. For the Back Alley Oscars, I'd say best reinterpretation of the shooting of Lee, Har- Lee Harvey Oswald by Jack Ruby. <laughs> that the scene where the where his parents murderer comes out and he he's he's kind of fingering his gun, you know, all, he oh. almost goes for it, and then um, I I'm, I'm not sure who shoots him. It's one of it's one of the bad guys gang, but it just that it just made me think of that footage of Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald getting shot. Well, <laughs> that's my back yeah, alley it, it was a call it was a direct call, reference to it though because was it the moment before the the, the gun was fired um there was a flash a photographer was taking a photo and that's exactly the famous shot of harvey oswald being shot it's like uh-huh. it's a it's a photograph and it's yeah, everything's yeah. bright because of those big bulbs back in the day and yeah they had it because this is in this is modern day gotham city so why would they have a big flash thing on the camera you know but they have it because they're kind of a, it's a subtle callback to the the, the lee oswald uh Huh. Assassination. Well. Trev's trivia, baby. Yeah, that's good trivia. <laughs> <laughs> you um, won't find that in a pub quiz, mate. Hey, and I'll never win a and I will never win a pub quiz. Um, Ronan, what about yourself? What what would you put forward to the to the, um, to the stream? I, I have a obviously the grounded in reality thing is a big um, thing. It's actually you say it so much; it almost sounds. Uh, he did really ground it in reality. I thought the ending was it just that, that jo- the Joker's card thing is one of the best. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I've got to wait two years to, t- yeah. to see this thing again. It's just the yeah. Joker's card, and it's like. So I did like I did like that, and um, Raz Al Ghul has the best line an Irish actor has ever said while not playing an Irish person when he turns <laughs> around and he says with quite re- with, with quite a bit of relish. We burned London to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He really puts, a, he puts an extra bit of venom on the London. Which he, he didn't Especially put Neeson, Kong yeah. Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Liam Neeson, I think I would I, I really... Um, yeah, it's great. I really did enjoy Liam Neeson in this film. Ah, he was unreal. Like, he... Again, it's the ground... It's going back to grounding things in reality... 
Nolan surrounded like Christian Bale with like these unbelievable actors like to, to make the whole thing seem just so legit like you got Neeson as the kind of the mentor turned bad guy you've got Kane as the you know you've got Morgan Freeman like all these really really kind of and then even like well-known actors that are kind of like guys that you might know their name but you know that they're in all these other movies and you'd respect them and so the whole world of, of characters that he builds around um Batman or Bruce Wayne they're all grounded in reality and they're all such um yeah they're such pillars <laughs> that kind of support the whole thing but yeah Neil Neeson is he's he's fucking brilliant in it like I really like him the other thing I was going to put into the into contention for consideration was maybe maybe this is the best superhero alter ego in any comic book film like it's up there with like the Tony Tony um, Stark you know um, I don't know who else would rival it because I, I I find him hilarious when he's when he's Bruce like maybe Christopher Reeves as, as Superman he was pretty funny but just he's 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 Patrick Bateman like he he's it's such yeah, a yeah it's so funny and. Some of the lines are, oh, it's just uh, the Bruce Wayne bits again. I forgot how uh, how really enjoyable they are in this, like playing a character to distract from his vigilante alter ego. Um, yeah. But yeah. Nolan really does like make the most of any time, you know, the 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 playboy thing and uh, mm. jumping in the pool and and that has, sort. Yeah. Has anybody so, done a, a new edit of? the scenes from American Psycho and intercut it with the scenes where he's the Batman. <laughs> no, but that would be... It would be great. That would be, that would be amazing. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turns out Bruce Wayne is actually, to distract from the whole Dark Knight thing, he starts murdering people <laughs> to like, distract. <laughs> yeah. the, um, the the scene when he's in the restaurants, um, no, this is research, I didn't notice this watching it, but there's a scene before that where Alfred starts telling him to start acting more like a like a billionaire and he's like you know i don't know master bruce why don't you you know date supermodels and buy things that aren't for sale and drive sports cars and then the next scene he arrives at the restaurant in a sports car with two supermodels and then he buys the restaurant and the guy in the restaurant says this isn't for sale and they're the kind of those little rewards in the script mm. that that kind of pay off that's very like that, Nolan as well, though, isn't it? Like it's very Nolan. I'm going to tell yeah, you what I'm going to do, and then I'm going to do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then I'm going to tell you that I did it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but you wouldn't see that in like the Snyder fucking universe. Um, I, I can't think of anything like that from the Justice League films. I don't know. Do you think? Do you think all this grounded in reality and the fact that you can't imagine Batman being like interacting with any anyone else outside of his world because it's such a he's he, he's just Nolan created this kind of this world that has like cement walls around it that nobody else can get into. It's like this it's Batman in isolation. Do you think he built too much of a foundation there that made it almost impossible um to break down that perception for Justice what? League to actually work? Like you wouldn't see him shopping in Tesco kind of thing. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> you could never imagine him you could never imagine the flash you could you could never imagine the Flash turning up in in the Dark Knight trilogy, or oh, yes, Wonder Woman, or your man, the Bionic fellow with the the metal, whoever the hell. What's Iron his, Man. What? No, no. In who's the guy in Justice League? The the metal guy. Iron Man. M- metal Man. Metal Man. <laughs> metal Man. Metal Man. Metal Man. But do you think Nolan did such a good job of grounding it in reality? He he almost made it impossible to break that perception down and. 
turn it turn the, that world into the kind of DC universe where all, and which is a bit more light and bubbly with the Flash and mixing with Superman and all that crack. You know that phrase "grounded in reality" is repeated over and over, but it kind of makes it seem boring. Then, if you just say, "Oh, this film's really grounded in reality," and mm. but it's, um, I, I suppose he made it believable. You know, like um, the other movies were like watching cartoons, whereas this one was like watch, uh, reading graphic novels, which I read started after. Yes. Yeah. This. Um, yeah. And it was just um, just a bit more grown up or something. I just if you keep saying ground in reality, I think that makes it actually sound like a boring film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and it certainly yeah. isn't. It's it's a yeah. real. Uh, it, it moves really quickly. I because I, I was worried that I'd seen it so many times um, that I just you know to sit down for two and a half hours again to watch it by myself as a kind of. Uh, <laughs> You know, and like taking notes on it and stuff like that. Um, but it really does fly, and there isn't a lot yeah. of um, there isn't a lot of thing. But I suppose Nolan's world building for your consideration as a back alley Oscar, because the rich yeah. parts of the town and the poor parts of the town they're very distinct, but they it does feel like it's all one city at the same time. You know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely it does, and. And that's it. And again, he like most of the, most of the time it was filmed either in the UK or in Chicago. So it just it was real, you know. You you felt like you were in the city, where even the Burton stuff. Um, like I like the Burton movies, but they're just such different animals. Like you, you, it, it, it's like Batman Returns is the one set around Christmas time, and it's almost like at, at risk of repeating the obvious but it's it's just like a little light-hearted christmas film almost that i like to watch i don't treat it with the same weight that i would any of the batman or any of the nolan ones yeah. um, funny Re- returns is quite uh, actually you know what, let's not get into that <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was reading somewhere about tim burton's ones and like some of the backgrounds were painted curtains <laughs> what <laughs> yeah yeah like so some of like the backdrops and stuff like that, like was actually yeah. a painted curtain, like a a trick. And then to, I suppose to actually do it in a, mostly in a city, and they um, they built the narrows or something, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I can't quite yeah. remember. You know, one thing about the narrows is um, people always have their washing out, no matter how hard it's raining. Yeah, people yeah. always have washing out, and it always seems to be raining. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I that, and I only noticed it there on the rewatch that this time around. I was kind of going, "What's going on?" Like, and and there's and then I googled it to see was rotten behind it, and there wasn't. But then when I googled that, um, something that came up on a YouTube video was um, on one of the washing lines. There's a, a pair of Batman pajamas hanging, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> which is whatever. Um, um I. Speaking of like whatever that is, uh, what do nerds call it? Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Easter hey, eggs. Perfect, perfect timing. Uh, I think young Bruce Wayne is wearing a jumper with little bats on it at one stage. Oh, really? You notice that? No? Even but, though uh, he's terrified of bats, is this pre pre falling down the well? Um, it's, oh, Nolan chopping up the timeline again. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I, I'm not sure. Uh, on that, right? What's the story with the parents? Like the, the kid has having bat nightmares, and they bring him to a bat opera. Like, yeah, like 
there's a scene where he's like he wakes up he wakes up and the dad's like Thomas is like what's going on oh is it the bat dream again oh yeah yeah grand okay we're heading out tonight and then they go to the opera and there's just like bats running around the stage <laughs> but maybe that's plot holes I don't know I just and the timeline feels like it happened like they go to the bat opera about a day and a half after he falls down the well <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah! It's such like it's so it's so chopped up. It's like <laughs> yeah, Why it's like here's the highlights of your life. The, uh, the bad opera is um, class. Like it is such a cool scene, and it is also like it's Nolan telling you what he's going to do because it's almost like uh, yeah. echoing the end of the thing where there's all the steam and it's you know outlines and stuff like that. And uh, it it is re- Nolan is like um, he's such a show off, but. Yeah, he never at this point like he, he's like no fuck ups. You know, normally if you're kind of, I don't know, it's uh, there's a lot of confidence in this film. Yeah, yeah. I think you were saying Ronan Nolan was 35 when he made this. Like. I yeah, I know, and wow. um, it really upset me. <laughs> 35, <laughs> like okay, um, cutting room floor. So what doesn't work? There's. Like every Nolan film, I like no matter how much you love or hate a Nolan movie, you're always going to have loads of stuff, I think. Well, you're going to have lots of plot holes, but there's always going to be a few things on the cutting room floor. Um, I'll try not to go through all of them. The There's a couple... I, I had written down, there's a scene where Batman and Gordon are talking about uh, Roz's plan to, like, you know, vaporise the city with, with, with the Scarecrow's gas. And it's very exposition heavy. But then I X'd out of it because I'm thinking, Jesus, when you compare this to Inception or Interstellar, the exposition is... It's actually probably the most exposition light <laughs> of his films when you compare it to like his latter stuff. So I, 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 I X'd that one out. Uh, but it's still there in parts. The, the other thing that Nolan doesn't do very well is dialogue. And although there's some great lines in the film with the main characters... For you... Yeah, yeah, for you. <laughs> he gets lazy with the with the small actors, like with the small parts. Like I remember in the Dark Knight, there's that big line from the extra where he's like, "No more dead cops." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, there's a couple of there's a couple of scenes where like all the the henchmen of Fal- Falcone's guys, like they're, they're the bats coming and they're all talking out loud and they're saying things like the things they say about him. I heard he can. I heard he can fly. And then this other guy is like, uh, and all the cops when they're following him, they're like, uh, you know, what does his car look like? Is he flying on the rooftops? Oh my God, did you get a visual? And it's just really bad dialogue during all those scenes. And sometimes it's needlessly cutting to to a cop that will say something on his intercom and just say such filler. That's kind of, we get it. They're chasing him. I I kind of liked them. I thought they were like uh, like little flourishes. I I agree with you that he is bad at dialogue. But um, some of the things the cop the cops were saying were kind of like um, the first time you saw it was like that's what you're thinking in your head. (laughs) (laughs) He is speaking for me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you're in for a show tonight, kid. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the best the best of that kind of. Cops following Batman, like the Dark Knight Rises, for all its for the couple of flaws that it has, um, that's that's an amazing scene when he comes back. But anyway, that's that's, that's, that's the amazing. chase is uh, the, the the chase is very very good. Um, yeah. It is a, a fantastic car chase uh, yeah. with the lights and the the way he gets away and stuff. It is, but um, I was thinking like it's like oh this um, 
this billionaire prototype vehicle just disappeared right at the wall of Wayne Manor. Uh, so we'll just leave yeah. it there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, and when he's driving off, like all the gadgets he has, and all he does to lose everybody is just turn off the lights. It's such like a like an, <laughs> he does a helicopter following him with a spotlight, and then Batman turns off his lights. Where'd he go? Oh my god, he's voodoo magic, and then he just turns back on the lights again. They're like, oh, there he is. So, yeah, there's a couple of things like that that uh, is kind of like, all right, okay, fair enough. It's like they didn't really think it through. The Rachel character, it, look, Katie Holmes in general is very, is the weak, I think it's, well, there's two weak parts of the, very two weak performances in the, in the movie, and she's one of them. But I think she, she wasn't really helped with her character, and Nolan got better at writing women characters, I think, and in, in, in female characters in, in, in later Not movies. Really. They're always, uh, they're always uh, kind of damsels just thinking in distress. About Mal in Inception or Ra's al Ghul's daughter. Like, they're always just problems. <laughs> in yeah. Films, they're always just like... Falcone. I thought Tom Wilkinson was a bad cop. Um, <laughs> Do you think? I, I, again, I like him. I, it, uh, it, uh, he's so bad and he's so over the top that like... Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's funny. It... <laughs> the more you watch it the more you realise everybody in it is English <laughs> you know like yeah, everybody yeah. is in uh, well yeah, except yeah. for Batman he's Welsh and a couple of like Fair City characters now and again there is a lot of Fair City characters alright R- uh, Richard Cooper's in it isn't he he's the yeah he is yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so when's he in it he's he's a cop and, and he's what does he say in it in one of the scenes uh, he's, he's in a few he's in he's definitely in Dark Knight yeah, oh, he's definitely in. I saw it. No, he, he, I, I, I checked him on on begins as well. He has a he has a line in it. Wow. Uh, he's ta- he's talking to the 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 chief of police. Um, he says something. Barry Hanlon from First City. He's in it too. Yeah, he's that's in the, it too, chief, yeah. the teacher guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking yeah, at Richard yeah. Cooper here. Jesus. Yeah, it's it, and, the it, it's a, it, the casting director was Irish. Yes, uh. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she had an in with Fair City. Yeah. I was like, hey, do you have any, do you have any actors that could play thugs on the docks? I said, do yes. I? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Welcome to Carrickstown. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I but on the Rachel thing to close it though, I, I I had that as a big plot or a cutting room floor thing. I just think it's just very helpless. Um, she's the only character that got sprayed with Scarecrow's gas that just like. Fainted like Falcone went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like something out of the sixties. Falcone went nuts. Batman um, and I, I did like how the Scarecrow like kind of beat the shit out of Batman. Like with, you know, he he not that he physically, but he sprayed him with the stuff. He made him scared. Then yeah. the tug covered him in petrol, and Batman was he was so dejected and so like you know. Do you know what's uh, one of the funniest things on the rewatch is that scene when they're going into. Um, it's the Scarecrow and two henchmen. Yeah. And Batman's in the room already and he hides. Mm-hmm. Oh, he hides yeah. like under yeah. a table. Like a like little he, cat. It's, he's like a kid <laughs> trying to, you know, uh, okay, yeah. go over and hide there in the corner. And uh, I just, yeah, it's just one of those really funny things. And Bruce's scared eyes in the the temple. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But he's doing yeah. the test and he, he uh, smokes the flower. Yeah. Um, and the bats come out of the thing but like you can just see his uh, it's just his eyes but like it's great eye acting by Bale because he, he's yeah. just got these really scared little eyes and they're all you can see but uh, the more times I've seen that it's just one of those really funny uh, <laughs> things 
His little in juice. The, in the temple as well, I found it funny where when Liam Neeson is like telling about all the disciplines that he learned. And like, he's like, you learn karate and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, and of course, jujitsu. And then he just like punches him in the, in the stomach. And it's just like, I'm pretty sure that's not, there's more to that than jujitsu than just punching someone. first day in school. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But that is so funny when, uh, that does not wait. Um, that is so funny though, when he just starts punching him and saying the names of exotic animals. But doesn't yeah. seem to like affect his fighting style at all. He yeah. just goes panther, yeah. monkey, hippopotamus, jiu-jitsu, the jiu-jitsu, smack, slap on the face. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's not quite as good as uh, the um, the Matrix. I know kung fu. Yeah, um, but yeah. It, it made me think of that. But yeah, it's it's a bit silly. Uh, I I'd caught the um, the kid stuff. I really don't like young Bruce or or the dad. No, don't oh, be so smug. As Thomas I bleed out of my mouth and die in front of you. Yeah, and it's like this perfect character who's so perfect he'll even say something like that on his deathbed. It's like I found Thomas Wayne very <laughs> smug. Oh, like, I hate that Thomas Wayne. <laughs> yeah, like oh, here's the Waynes again. Built the fucking train, and he's on the train every day with his family, showing off, talking about the train, train this, train that. Like, Good why job. would they be on the train? You know, they're billionaires. They'd have security around them. Like, you know, it's just... And some people aren't as fortunate as us, uh, Wayne and Bruce and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah I found Thomas Wayne a pain in the arse to, to listen to now. I couldn't, couldn't be dealing with him. Do you think that was that was a bit... That, that section was a bit short? The, or, well, no, because I want to cut it. I, well, I know, but like for people who don't know, like the origin story or... Is that the origin story? Um, I know his parents were murdered, but yeah. is that the origin story? Like in the in the in the comics, do you yeah, fall that, down a well? Or the what well and the the parents getting killed would be um, the, the parents getting killed is full on Batman canon. Um, the coming out of the the the, the coming out of the theater uh, in the comic, they were seeing the Mask of Zorro. Because it's a nod <laughs> to what the film was based or what the character was based on. But in the Nolan cinema masks, with Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, with Catherine Zeta Jones on stage, yeah. yeah. And Antonio Banderas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope to inspire crime fighters all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was there anything you had for the cutting room floor, uh, Andrea? So this isn't necessarily cutting room floor, but it's just something I thought was just done badly. Um, the the scene where the guy from Wayne Enterprises comes in and says, oh, hey, um, and it's it's about an hour and a half into the film and it maybe should have been introduced a bit earlier. It's like, oh, hey, um, that thing that we have has been... You know, it's been stolen off the boat, and then that's kind of all that's been mentioned. That's that's all oh, that's yeah. been mentioned of it, yeah. And all that is mentioned of it, and your man's like, "Oh, fucking hell!" <laughs> you know? Yeah. And do they actually do they get? Because it, it makes you think that he's in on the fact that it was robbed. <laughs> yeah, that he was yeah. part of it. 
Yeah. But they never went back and explained that. So no. that, that whole character, I have a feeling it's like they planned him to be maybe part of, connected to the League of Justice or League of Shadows. Uh, or Well, didn't they do that in the last one that the guy working for Wayne Enterprises was also, he was on Bane's payroll. He was on, on the Bane. take. He's on the take, yeah. And that, that guy that plays that, the, the boss, um, oh, I forget his name. He, he's, Isn't he's it Rucker that, Howard? Yes, yes, yes. He's plays the robot guy in Blade Runner. And that was partly the reason why Nolan wanted him, because he based a lot of the set design on Blade Runner. The, it's in the slums, like the, the kind of the, the bad side mm. of Gotham was based on a lot of the, um, the set design from Blade Runner. Either of you have anything else for the cutting room floor? I'm not mad on Alfred anymore. You're not mad on Alfred. I know. I don't feel bad. Have you given up on Alfred? (laughs) Never. Yes. Never. Yes. Never. Yeah. Uh, There's just stuff that bit. Yeah. He just. He really doesn't feel like. I don't know. There's something like really sad about him. Yeah. Yeah. He really cares a lot about the house. Like. Yeah. Like like, he really does. But then he gives the money back, so I suppose he proves he's okay. But then, you know, he knows knows Bruce is in for a dangerous few years. So maybe it's just like, oh, you know what? I'll encourage the Batman. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is like, and what was Alfred doing for the seven years? Like, you know, he he let Wayne Enterprises just be taken over, you know. Putting blankets over the furniture. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Today I'll cover the East Wing. Yeah. So, yeah, but I do think it's a pretty lean film, and I think it is very well, like, paced or something. It it Mm -hmm. does chug along nicely. I I remember, um, like, checking the time when Batman appeared for the first time, and I was pleasantly surprised that it was an hour, you know? It's like... I suppose he tells a lot of story in that time, you know. I think mm. yeah, he moves things along like quite nicely. I think um, so. Yeah. I wouldn't cut too much. Yeah, no, it is. It does chuck along. It's very snappy, and even just the style of it. And um, apparently, the average frame length is two and a half seconds. Believe it or not, so that's how quickly he wanted to keep momentum always moving mm. forward. And and yeah, and I didn't even notice fast. it. It feels it feels fast. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen more of um, the, just a little bit more of the childhood. Yeah, you know, just a little bit. Batman Junior. Uh, yeah, I, I just and there's I, something so um, dweeby about the <laughs> little Bruce. He, he doesn't look like Christian Bale. It, it's the one. No, thing he doesn't. No. When they do, when they um, when they hire a kid to play the younger person, you know, whereas Forrest Gump or Jesus, whatever, or or, or Batman or Bruce Wayne or whatever, the one thing you have to do is American icons are big. Make him look like him. Make him look like him because, like, you know, like not, you're not going to expect too much out of a kid actor. You know, like he, he's not going to be fucking winning any Oscars or anything. Just make him look like him. We do plot hole. Oh, sorry, favorite quotes. Um, there's there's oh, loads. So many. I there was one line that I wrote down that I thought was brilliant, and I, I'd never noticed the word being used where he said when he was talking to all the guests and he's trying to get them out, and he's like, uh, "You whatever you you freeloaders, you dweebs, whatever," and he's like, "You sycophantic suck ups." Just 
and it's like you can imagine Nolan with his thesaurus out. Like, I want something that's like somebody who like you know appeals to somebody just to benefit from the relationship. And it's like, yeah, there it is, sycophantic. Uh, great, great sentence. Great use of uh, great use of language there. And then any time Gordon and Batman are talking, there's always great lines. There's so he always Batman always ends the conversation with a big verbal punchline. You know, a big so like. The first time they meet, it's like, you know, but you're just one man. Now we're two. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, like, when he when he says, a lo- rather than just saying hello to him, the second time he meets him, he's like, storm's coming. <laughs> it's just to call these really cool. <laughs> and then at the end of it, oh, it's like. Oh, I get like, exactly uh, what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I never said thank you. And you never have to. That's you never brilliant. Have to. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, if you were Jim Gordon, would you ever masturbate again? <laughs> he could be outside your window he could be upside down in the bathroom he could be fucking anywhere <laughs> swear to me swear to me when the falafel cop yeah. nice um, coat is upside down nice, nice, nice coat. coat yeah yeah. some of this stuff um, this is another thing I think it's like Nolan setting it up you know um Descartes at the time says uh, theatricality and deceptions, powerful agents. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, you have to like. I'll, I'll, you can, you can uh, fight six men. I'll show you how to engage <laughs> six hundred, and it's all. It's fucking. It's so yeah, good. Like yeah. the, the fighting uh, when he drops in the. You haven't beaten me. You've given up sure footing for the king's yeah, stroke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and the, when, when you said the thing about like. Um, learning how to fight six and i'll show you how to beat 600 or whatever wherever the line is and that made me think of like you know you're just one man there were two i never said thank you you never have to it's like nolan always thinks of he's like he thinks of sentences like equations you know what i mean where there's like a yeah you know, yeah there's always yeah, an yeah. x That's plus good, y yeah. equals z kind of thing going on in, in, in how oh it's like a joke it's like a set up in a punchline yeah, yeah much clearer way to uh metaphor yeah <laughs> better for comedians as well. Comedians, yeah, yeah. And I like all the uh, the kind of bullshitty chat about the kind of uh, pop psychology yeah. bullshit that the scarecrow oh, the has shit. about the Jungian archetypes and the yeah, need, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's it's so uh, meaningless. But like, he does really trick you, doesn't he, into mm-hmm. like thinking you've kind of figured something out, but actually he's just like. He's literally showing, just he's, telling you, yeah. showing you, telling you, <laughs> yeah, showing yeah. you. Theatricality and deception, like that is what this movie is all about. Like even the fact that he managed to come up with an idea that the whole city will be covered mm-hmm. in steam. And obviously like it's visually, it looks great. But I'd say it's a lot cheaper than, you know, having hundreds of, you know, a few shadows. Yeah. like. <laughs> And a horse with red eyes uh, <laughs> compared to if there wasn't yeah, a steam. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is all theatricality and deception. It's just a man on a rope swinging around the city. But like, <laughs> obviously, it's, yeah. uh, it's just elevated to something, I would say, almost religious. I like when he's it's kind of figuring bro. things out at the start and he, you know, he, do, he doesn't jump far enough and he hurts himself and comes back. You know, and he first he he goes back to the gaff, and he's like, oh, "You don't want to know." <laughs> <laughs> or what's what's his ex- what's his excuse for 
what he, what does what does he tell the butler he's doing? Oh, long Christmas. Well, I think no. He, he tells the butler he's he's Batman, but it's Lucius Fox that he. Sorry, that Lucius Fox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's, yeah. What does yeah. he tell him? Uh, Splunk. Yeah, it's like abseiling without a purse. Yes, base base jumping. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Base jumping was so cool at the oh, time yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. I, this uh, it, 2005 was like YouTube was only around for a couple of yeah. months Yeah, when this yeah. movie came out um, it's mad how the build up for a film is a lot different now compared to then you know because you would be looking at all the ads yeah. or people talking about it and stuff like that um, so I was thinking like maybe that's why it kind of slipped us by as well because there wasn't the same way of engaging with yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it just it's a good show because that was before I'd gone to Australia and I only joined Facebook when I was in Australia to keep in touch with like my family. It wasn't even like, I wasn't even using Facebook as like a friends thing. It was just like mm. an easy way of sharing photos back and forth. You needed a college uh, email. Do you remember That's that right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, at the start, yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, it's a good shower. Like, and that's obviously why it took, it was a curveball. Like I, I knew it was coming out. I saw a couple of ads for it, but yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not looking at all the videos and like, I suppose it, YouTube birthed Save that in whole. Your, in your Bebo flashbox. <laughs> Bebo flashbox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like YouTube birthed that whole idea of a six minute trailer that gives you the whole plot. You know, mm. yeah, this is one of the last films that came out where you kind of went into it blind almost. Um, the For plot holes like jesus there's a couple now there's you you mentioned one of the quotes there andrea and it made me think of one of the notes that i had here right when he says nice coat <laughs> that whole sequence so there's three like plot holes or like kind of you know narrative errors or something i don't know what you'd call them um back to back right in in that couple of seconds he's on top of falcone's car and falcone's underneath him with the gun and he's putting bullets in and in the car, Falcone says, oh, my God, who is this? And, like, not in an audible, not in a way that anyone outside the car would hear him. And Batman, like, breaks through the, the top of the car and pulls him through the, the roof and brings him up to his face. And he goes, <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> so, like, in Batman's eyes, he was just saying, I'm Batman. But obviously, like, you know, to the audience, he's saying it's like Batman hair. I was... I was thinking about this as well, Trevor, because I didn't notice that. But then I gave him the benefit of the doubt because he's got the thing in his ear. Ooh, sonar or not sonar. He's, he's got yeah, the hearing. Okay, okay. Fair, fair shout. Because there's the other time when he's uh, he's like spying on Rachel when she's in the... It's another one of those funny... It's not. It should be ridiculous, but... He... <laughs> <laughs> she's in the hospital walking down the thing and he's like looking through yeah. the window with his finger to his ear so you know yeah, that he's yeah, listening yeah. as well um, yeah yeah and he just looks like yeah, a jealous yeah, yeah, boyfriend yeah, yeah. so <laughs> oh you're going over to doctor Rachel come on <laughs> so right in, in, that's the first thing and then there's he gets him out and he says I'm Batman and then and then he turns to the fucking homeless guy who's eating what tuna or something from a can and he goes nice coat so <laughs> Yeah, but like, so the homeless guy that he gave his jacket to seven years earlier in a, in a different part of the city just so happens to be walking through the docks eating tuna out of a can wearing the same jacket that he gave him seven years Perfect. ago <laughs> during Batman's first outing. Perfect, yeah. 
Now, when he gives his coat away, I thought maybe that was a bit of a pitfall because I know it lines up that great coat line, but or nice coat line, but it's he says something like, "Oh, you know, be careful!" I'm like a lot of people are going to be after me. Like he kind he's putting on, he's giving him this coat, and this coat is full people, of people are going to come, come looking, looking for, for who? Every, yeah, everyone. But yeah. The, but it's come it's it's putting a target on this innocent man's head, <laughs> and that's not really what Batman is meant to be about. Yeah, he's yeah. just he seemed to give him a fortune. What a well. cash! There was a lot of there was a big yeah, water yeah. cash. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he <laughs> was still homeless. Yeah, he didn't make later. his fortune out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. On Maybe this it was rock, just I'll to prove that he was alive. The one thing, right? So he swaps the coat, gives him the money, swaps coats, and then he gets on a boat to Asia. Yeah. No one's going to be in Asia, being like, look. That's the jacket yeah. of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the coat of yeah, Bruce yeah, Wayne. Yeah. He must be here to tra- train with the League of yeah. Shadows or something. <laughs> yeah. That thing you were saying, Trevor, about he writes like the, the set-up punchline yeah. dialogue. Um, there is so oh, much yeah. of that, like the... Um, swear to God, swear to me. Swear to me! Uh, <laughs> swear to me. Um, there's a lot of it, like even in that uh, fight sequence on the dock... Which is great. I, I I was trying to think of like my favorite m- scene, and th- there is yeah. so many of them. Like the the training stuff is yeah, very yeah. cool. The the final test, it's so and the little so things good. like wearing the blades on the arms, like the little kind of like it's like he's wearing the makeup of the Batman suit early on. You know, it's just yeah. yeah. I did yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could be Batman. I had uh, the 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 fucking vaccination. Now, did I miss something? Did they explain how they inoculated the city that that got sprayed with the stuff? Like, I know he gave he gave Gordon one vial of the vaccine to say disseminate this across, you know, whatever he told. Mm. Oh, he gave it to Rachel. Give this to Gordon. He'll know what to do. Like he knows some fucking epidemiologist that'll just you know help. <laughs> yep. Um, but they don't really explain. It's funny now how everyone's a fucking vaccine hey. expert watching it now. It's like, well, I'm not sure with that. <laughs> yeah. Inoculate well, fully if it was taken in an aerosol form. And that's the other COVID thing. Post-COVID watching it, I was getting creeped out by all the bats. When he stands up in the middle of all the bats, all I'm thinking of... <laughs> the bats! <laughs> yeah, like, if, like, if that was made now, like, Bruce Wayne is patient X for one of the, one of the COVID, one of the coronaviruses, 100%. Yeah. Just back from Asia, test the bats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand how Bruce got the meeting with Falcone. Oh, in the pub. In the, in the pub. pub. He well, the way the the way he kind of walked in, it was yeah, like loose the, security. Yeah, they just it, but it was like they knew each other as well. Is there is there something I don't know? Well, he did say he did. He, you're the Prince of Gotham yeah. or something like that. You think I wouldn't notice? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In that something like that. horrendous accent that he has. I could put a, I could put, hey, I could put a bullet in your head and you would, in front of the judge. <laughs> it's like I, do, fucking... I do like when he, when um, Kitty Murphy is coming in to assess him and he's like, I'm going crazy in here. Block me away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, that is good. It is oh, good, doctor, yeah. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing I thought, I wonder, was it a, was it a whole? Um, 
when Liam Neeson or Ra's al Ghul uh, says to Bruce, you know, justice is balance. You burnt my house and left me for dead. Now consider us even. But Bruce didn't leave him for dead. He rescued him and he made sure he, he took him off a cliff and he brought him up to a village and gave him to an old man and got him to nurse him back to health. And so that old man said, I'll make sure he knows you saved him. Yeah, exactly. So now the real enemy is that man. Yeah. So maybe yeah, Batman yeah. should have killed him and that old man. Yeah. He probably <laughs> did. If it was a Marvel film, like that'd be a post credit scene. The old man is out in his garden and then Batman just is sitting on his fence. <laughs> what did you say to Ra's al Ghul? Ra's al Ghul's new star pupil. That's his yeah. test to execute the old man. Yeah. He left a very important enemy go. He really deserves this. <laughs> yeah. He didn't pass on a message. <laughs> uh, um, Ronan, are you you're familiar with the Star Wars Gunner um, segment? Are you? Where? No, I saw. Sorry, yes. Uh, the thing that the movie can't happen without. I just don't know what the Star Wars Gunner scene is itself. Right. I I have the judge. So Falcone paid off the judge to make the trial public, so he could shoot the rat. Um. So sorry, so the rat could get shot and then Bruce turned up because he wanted to shoot the rat. The rat got killed by one of Falcone's guys and then that set off a series of events where Bruce went to Falcone, they had a confrontation, Bruce came out of that confrontation, dejected and feeling like he needed to do something and change and something changed within him and at that point took off his jacket, got on a boat, went to join the League of Shadows, became Batman after that. So I, I have the judge <laughs> as a Star Wars gunner but also, I also think it's a bit of a plot hole because... Sure, like, why would Falcone pay the judge to make the trial public so he could kill the... the, 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 the just just don't don't let him out of jail. Pay off the judge to... I've never noticed that in 15 times watching it. What are you talking about? He, the judge was paid to keep The judge public. was paid off by Falcone to keep the trial... To make the trial public. So, so the audience. press could get in and there'd be less security around it. So they so so one of Falcone's oh, yeah. plants could go, go in as a journalist and shoot him, pretending to be a journalist. Dre, do you have a Star Wars gunner for this? I I was just going to say the bats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yes, that's that's better than my take. It's, uh, the bats it's, in the well. Yeah, the well. The well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you put Tom Hanks in this film? Oh, God. Yeah, uh, he would, to be fair, make a really good Commissioner Gordon. Yes, that's what I yeah, said too. Yeah. But... Part of me would love to see him as a baddie, and I and I'd love to see him. I think he would be a good scarecrow. <laughs> no, yeah, I think yeah. he'd be a good scarecrow. Life is like a scary box of chocolates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might have an orange one. <laughs> I had him as Lucius Fox because I just liked the idea. Because I watched Big recently, I had this idea of him playing with all these toys down in the basement. But Lucas, but Lucas Fox is black man. <laughs> it's true, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't, can't do that, do that. and he's black in the comics it. as well so yeah yeah Lucius Fox is a good one for it couldn't happen without him he literally supplies all the merch tools yeah, him up yeah that's a good shout actually yeah so um, is, is, is Lucius Fox the only person who knows about the kind of all, all of the stuff that that's in that's in the basement because it kind of it seems like he is you know, because it's all, like when they when they see the car going through Gotham, is nobody like nobody who works for Wayne yeah. Enterprises like that's that's that thing we ordered, but 
we decided we weren't going to use it, you know, or like, yeah. is he the only person who knows about this stuff? And it's it, just that ginger fellow in the se- in the sequel yeah. who, who, <laughs> who, who does all, yeah. And it's also like, it's like a huge, massive, like, they make me- weapons of mass destruction and it's just like yeah. one old man in the basement looking after it all with a spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. now where did i put where did i put this atomic bomb um yeah it's a bit it's a bit uh you were when you were talking about razal ghul before i forget um remind me jesus i have his name written down the the actor that plays razal ghul he's in inception as well i am waiting for uh ken ken Ken, or i don't want to say it the wrong way yeah we can we can adr it in but uh when he's When he's speaking as as the as the, the as the fake, um, the proxy or the fake uh, Razal Ghul, mm. all his dialogue, uh, Christopher Nolan didn't have anything in the script. He just kind of said, "Oh, just just make up some gibberish," and uh, that's what he did. <laughs> he was just talking crap. All his dialogue was just uh, the actor just kind of ad living stuff. He was kind of just going, "Ah, oh, gobbledygook." gobbledygook. <laughs> <laughs> I had that in my notes, and I went, "Oh, I, I can't say that." Yeah. You can't say that. Yeah. Can't say that, um, mate. We, we can... <laughs> Maybe in two thousand and five. Like, has the movie entered anything into the lexicon, or you know, any other influences on pop culture? I just have superheroes being cool again and critically acclaimed. Like, it, it, like before then, it was like I know Spider Man was a thing, and there was Batman movies, but it always seemed to be like a subculture where. The Dark Knight definitely, after Batman Begins, elevated that whole series, elevated it into kind of something outside of just kind of nerdy culture. Nerd culture became cool around that time, and I think Dark mm. Knight helped it elevate it up. It's funny how it launched uh, all these other superheroes. You know, Marvel came after it and everything, but like the one thing, they, they didn't like take any lessons from it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, the the biggest problem with these movies now is that they're predictable i guess because they're not grounded in reality you know people will always come back from the dead yeah. or you know there'll always be some space Par- parallel universes that they could come yeah, through yeah, yeah. yeah um if i just hook up this lightning bolt to his eyes then he yeah. will live again um even like i know there's a lot of buzz at the moment about the, the snyder cut and that but like I couldn't imagine that being good no. no matter who cuts it because at the end of the day it's people in outfits looking yeah, for yeah, boxes yeah. <laughs> to stop a hole in the sky that lets in yeah. aliens and that is literally every single film that's ever been made is boxes or rings gems or fucking something or fucking yeah. rings yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. uh, the grounded in reality thing is a good yeah. thing yeah um, it just it's such a boring phrase grounded in reality well it's very he really grounded it in reality um, but he ju- he made it believable and yeah, realistic I actually ha- I had it in my for your consideration and I, I, I skimmed over it but I actually had uh, best uh, comic book movie and then no need for boxes or gems and, it, and that's exactly it it's just you're right. It's like yeah. every Marvel film. It's an alien coming at you, and they're looking for something. And it's 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 just a. Are you saying I stole your take? <laughs> Inception, I bro. I've seen your notes, man. <laughs> Outside the window, my little ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, like, 
When I look back through my notes, uh, the amount of times I'd written down "just so cool," <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, so cool, man. It's just, there's yeah. so many times it's like you know, car chase, just, just so, so cool. cool. Uh, the the car chase yeah. was the only part I loved it. I thought it was fucking really. It was it was brilliant, but it's the only time that that whole sequence was the only sequence I could imagine in like the Burton world or even the Schumacher world. If Schumacher, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. it was kind of fantastical and the the driving on the roof was probably the craziest right. thing it, that yeah. happens um outside of arkham asylum anyway. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, those guys are pretty nutty <laughs> the scene at the end when gordon is in the car and he's like shooting the bridge and he's kind of like a he's playing it kind of for, for he's playing it for kicks he's uh <laughs> And, and it's kind of goofball-y Gordon. That's what I like to call him anyway, goofball Gordon. Um, and, and it's like they hadn't figured out the Commissioner Gordon character yet or something. And I just thought that was a bit like jarring to see that because in the sequels, he's much more serious and much more affected by all the shit that's gone on in Gotham where he's still kind of zany. You know, it's like he's not a fully formed character, but that's nitpicking. Product placements, um, just, like, I couldn't see much. The only one is the car. that like He drives a Lamborghini yeah a couple of times particularly when he drives up to the um when he drives up to the restaurants that's hardly product placement though is it like how many lamborghinis you're gonna sell off the back of that <laughs> true uh, true I, ha- I have something for the next gun i forgot to say oh yeah the um i think it's at what it's what this film has added to this whole franchise has added to the Lexicon is people upgrading you know the lasers that you buy on holidays when you're 14 Upgrading oh, yeah. them from naked ladies sitting on a half on a half moon and just a penis to <laughs> Batman. Now we're cooking. There's there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's now a third option on those lasers and it's Batman. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Batman laser. Thank you, Batman. Is, is there a laser in the movie? Well, just just his his symbol, you know. His, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, his bad life. life in the sky, yeah, in yeah, the sky, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I used to, I used to, um, when I was in school, I used to, or when I say I, we, a few of us would like play a game where we could see, <laughs> we could see how long we could point those lasers in in, in our eyes. Oh, like, great, Trevor! Yeah. What's your prescription now? Point three seven five, and getting worse <laughs> by the by the day. Uh, yeah. Why don't you? Laser, just uh, yeah, just full circle. Laser, for yeah. Get the actual <laughs> laser. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Nolan script. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. The only thing what that if I burn them even more. The only thing, <laughs> the only thing that will heal his eyes is the things that made them bad in the first place. Um, the Lamborghini. Retina, the new film from Christopher <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lamborghini. The one thing just on that is the car he was driving was called a Mercy Lego, which is Spanish for bat. So there's an Easter egg that's in the um, in the movie as well. Um, in my research, speaking of Spanish, yeah. um, do you know Bruce Wayne in Spanish-speaking countries is called Bruno Diaz? <laughs> Bruno Diaz? <laughs> yeah, he's not called Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He's called Bruno Diaz. <laughs> if you type Bruno Diaz into <laughs> Google, Bruce Wayne comes up. Spanish Batman. What, yes. what's the Spanish for? hombre de la bat <laughs> is that it 
think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they call him Batman. <laughs> Batman. We we have arrived at the Travis, Travis trivia, and look, I actually kind of didn't go too heavy with the trivia because I have a feeling Ronan's going to have a couple of takes here, a couple of. No, I was like, I kind of like at one point I actually stopped researching stuff, you know, because I was like, I've got too much stuff, and I, I really wanted to. I felt like I wasn't doing the film justice by overanalyzing it yeah. because it's a feelings film. <laughs> you know, it makes you feel yeah, good yeah. watching it if you're fooled by the whole mythos of Batman. I have a feeling you weren't, Dre. Like, thought the whole thing was a bit of a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 this isn't like real life or something. It's, it's, is. it's, uh, it, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's not. It's not. It's not really my kind of film, guys. But I, I still. Oh, a good one. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, because it, it's this kind of time of thing. I suppose I bought into it so much, and really do. Even after however many times that was seeing it, I, I did actually think, God, what a good film, and I, I still do enjoy it. But like, it is embarrassing to like it that much as well. <laughs> that, like you've you've let a piece of pop culture. <laughs> infiltrate your life to yeah. this degree so yeah, it, defi- like, no. it defines you Ronan I'd every say. time I'm sitting in the shed smoking a fag or something going oh that kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like if you're in a in a circle at a dinner table and you're talking about your favourite movies and somebody's like oh, you know I like the third man and I like Touch of Evil uh, yeah I like Batman too <laughs> it's like it does it. <laughs> it's like okay who invited that guy <laughs> it's the bat guy again yeah yeah it isn't the films you like, but how you review them on your friend's podcast. <laughs> that, that, defi- that defines you. Yeah, Do, yeah. so as much as I'm like this pure 10 out of 10, there is some part of me that is like so embarrassed by how much I absolutely love them. Yeah, it's like, it, it's a bit like me, which like we talked about Jurassic Park on one of the previous podcasts and like, as I get older, it moves out of my top 10 a bit, but it's always like just has a place in my heart. It's still kind of a, one of my favorites, but like that, like if you're talking to somebody and they're saying, what's your favorite movie? Like, and you start talking about Jurassic Park, it's like, are you, are you seven? Like, what, like what's, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Um, but then it's, it's not as embarrassing because it's like, it's a light, you know, it's like dinosaurs and it's kind of like a nice film and it is, <laughs> yeah. but Batman is like, <laughs> Oh, do you like Batman, man? Are you, are you very sad and angry? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll start off with a couple of Trev's trivia points here, but Ronan and Andrea, feel free to jump in. Um, I mentioned the Ra's al Ghul, fake Ra's al Ghul isn't speaking a particular language, he's making it up, that's fine. Nolan was, like, obsessed with, and we know that he loves, you know, Killian Murphy from all the movies that he's had him in. But like this is the movie where he just fell in love. Like he obviously, it's a, it's a known fact that Killian Murphy did a screen test for Batman, and um, he yeah. didn't get the role. Like he would have been a weird Batman, but he he Nolan just fell in love with Killian's intense blue, deep blue eyes. So he kept making up reasons the um, world. in during shooting for Killian to take off his glasses because he wanted to kind of capture those light, those, those big blue eyes on camera. Um, I kept reading about that, and um, it's like something lockdown has done to me and i don't know what it is but i have a real irrational hatred of cork (laughs) 
I don't know is it because they're the next one over or they beat us at the football over the summer, but like there's something about this lockdown and Cork that is just like, uh, it just makes my skin crawl, you know? It's like, <laughs> I know what it is. It's it's irrational, but when I saw that Killy Murphy was probably the second closest to play Batman, I was like, I love Killy Murphy, but the thought of a Cork man <laughs> playing my hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, wound me up so much. You wanted yeah. Michael Fassbender, and then I started thinking about Liam Neeson as uh, Michael Collins. I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The universe has, has readjusted itself. What about Michael Fassbender, Ronan? Think he'd be better? I always thought Fassbender would be a good Joker. He's got the mouth. He does have the mouth. That's a good take. That's a good. Yeah, I like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't know how he'd. His eyes weren't aren't mental enough. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how good he'd be at playing like an erratic, irrational, crazy person. Um, like, he's good at Magneto because he's, Magneto's a very intelligent, menacing type character. Mm. I think Fassbender can channel that. Jason Borizanis. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Um, he was Angel in Buffy and apparently he was actually... In contention. He was quite close Jesus. to it. Yeah. and he, But he's kind of got the... He's got the bad... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the yeah, the kind of uh, yeah, the heft, yeah, the yeah. heft to play. Um, he wouldn't have been bad, I think. It was it was a weird one. It was like you read it and you kind of having yeah. a laugh because it's one of those names that's like a punchline on Thirty Rock. Um, Jason Borizanis, or I'm not even sure if I'm yeah. saying it correctly. Jake Gyllenhaal as well was was in line for Batman. Yeah, funny. At the time, I hated hated Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? Uh, couldn't stand him, and yeah, now he's up there with my favorite yeah. actors, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> and Jake and actually, <laughs> Yeah, they're my two favorite guys. <laughs> yeah, he's right up there in my top top two Mark, guys. Mark Wahlberg has a wonderful, whatever filmography, Mac? back catalog. I think Mark Wahlberg would have been a good Batman. Yeah, Mark, Wal- Mark Wahlberg is Bruce Wayne. No, <laughs> no. It'd be, it'd hey, be Lucius, I'm looking for, some, looking for some toys for my bad suit, Lucius. You going to help me or you're not going to help me? Yeah, hey, Lucius, why don't you hook me up with some better ropes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they were going to come. Gang. I'm pretty light with the with the casting. Um, almost. Ronan, is there anything on your side or, or Andrea from a casting perspective? Uh, yeah, um, Anthony Hopkins was offered the role of oh, uh, what's Alfred. the butler? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Batman's biggest fan over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just Batman though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like those secondary characters. <laughs> Alfred would have been, or sorry, Jesus, um, Anthony Hopkins would have been a great Alfred. I think so. He too. would have been an amazing yeah. Alfred. Yeah, he would. He would have been better. Like I know people like. Uh, bit old though. Yeah, Alfred is old. But he's a butler. Bit, bit too old. Have you ever seen a young butler? Yeah. Maybe the guy in Fresh Prince. He was. But uh, I suppose it would have been two thousand five. That's about sixteen years ago. So he could have been in. <laughs> he would have been like sixteen years younger. <laughs> Seventeen when they're actually shooting it. Uh, <laughs> the. He would have been good though. That was one because I was Alfred actually really annoys me the more I watch the Batman films. He'd love to be 
Alfred himself would love to be considered yeah, the Star Wars gunner of this film, but he's not. Never, and I never. He's, will he's be. a taxi man. <laughs> Alfred, pick me up. <laughs> Weaponized hallucinogen. <laughs> on the way, bastard. Right? Are you on the way to the top? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do, yeah, I do like how Alfred just dips his toe from being a butler to being like a weapon expert to being like a taxi driver to being, yeah, to being a philosopher. philosopher. Yeah. Taxi driver slash philosopher. I'll tell you one thing about that League of Shadows. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lucius, will you help us like that with a vaccination for that thing? Born in our cities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we well, burned it down, I did. Um, Bored it to the ground. Bored it to the ground, man. The Great Reset. <laughs> um, all three Batman movies, Ra's al Ghul, The Joker and Bane, all play henchmen to themselves. Trev, I had this one. Yeah. I need to open my notes and read them. But I yeah. actually, that blew my mind. Cause blew I, my mind. It's, it's not something I'd actually noticed. Yeah. Yeah, and then you think about it, it's like, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Joker, the Joker's one is the best. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But absolutely. the Razal Ghul, him not being Razal Ghul, and definitely like watching that in the the cinema, that was a brilliant twist because Razal Ghul. Yeah, that, it doesn't actually even sound Asian, does it? it? But it doesn't sound like Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. He looks yeah. much more like a Ducard. Yeah. He does actually, yeah. Which is part, of, yeah. He does. And I think in the comic, like I think Razal Ghul was like thousands of years old or something. He used to yeah. like, bathe in this like mm. fountain of youth type thing. Um, so okay. I'm oh, um, yeah. they were when they filmed the fighting scenes in the temple. They didn't realize how tall Liam Neeson was. Liam Neeson's like six three or six four, so they had to put all the ninjas on boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All Tom Hardy would have been fucked. <laughs> yeah. Choreographed dancers. Um, do I, do I need to go on a box? <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Bane. How tall is Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy's like, fella. He's 5'7. I'm taller than him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? Trev's trivia. He's a better actor than you. Trev's trivia. Yeah. Debatable. He, oh, well, debatable. You just debatable. look at some of Trev's sketches. Hey, there you Tom go. Tom Hardy. And then come back to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have some... It, as part of uh, Trev's takes, I've got a... Look, I've already mentioned the Scarecrow. I, I, I kind of partly think that they wa- wasted um, opportunities with, with Ra's al Ghul and the Scarecrow because they're both fantastic villains. And there is something about the last third of the movie that kind of doesn't fall apart. But and, and funny enough... When I when I saw it in the cinema, I remember loving it and loving the whole Joker ending where they have the card and it's like, oh, the Joker's going to be in the sequel and that's going to be amazing. But I remember mm. being a little bit underwhelmed by the set piece at the end with the, with with the whole train scene and everything. And I found that kind of confusing to watch. When I was rewatching it, it's definitely not confusing, but it still is a little bit underwhelming. It's it, it's enjoyable, but it just isn't this kind of big payoff at the end. And I just think they could have done something more with Razal Ghul. And the Scarecrow. And even Razal Ghul, like the Scarecrow came back in sequels. Razal Ghul, I would have liked him to have a, had a part or a role to play in the sequels. Um, you know, maybe not killing yeah. him off. I don't know if that was a great idea. And then, yeah, the, <laughs> that's my only take. Because everything else about the film is is pretty solid, you know. There was this theory that um, 
Nolan based the script around a medieval knight, like the, the tale of a medieval knight. Mm. Uh, so the two important things for a knight back in the day were their chivalric code mm-hmm. and their armor. Yeah. And there's a lot of chat about armor and codes uh, yeah. <laughs> throughout the middle of yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, another big thing about knights <laughs> in the Middle Ages was the more money you had, the better a knight you were, because basically it was uh, all yeah. funding yourself. And uh, again, that was, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne's a billionaire, just in case you missed that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like really, really rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's sometimes he's smart and sometimes he's not, mm. Bruce. You know, because um, like Lucius Fox at one stage, some like describes something and he's like, you know, it, it, it's something like in English, please. Hey, blah, yeah, practice science, bro. Yeah, but then he's like, I've weaponized one hallucinogen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not good at physics, but I'm bloody good at chemistry. <laughs> yeah, and I do like the the blasé nature. A lot of these action directors treat like coding and like you know technology where like you have these just bit park guys or else lead guys that can just like hack into a mainframe you know like on a whim uh that kind you of know stuff. Uh, it's a trope it's a lot funny you should mention that because uh technology features almost not at all in this film mm. outside of his gadgets and stuff uh of this big rule about mobile phones Mo- mobile phones date films really badly and they also yeah. give um because yeah, you, sure. you can always like oh hey yeah no hey the ghost is coming to your house yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so just get out yeah so like he's like why didn't he just call him yeah, <laughs> yeah, his mobile yeah, phone. yeah yeah um and i think rachel used a mobile phone but i think that's about it and then the rest yeah. is on walkie talkies and and i actually mobile phones date films terribly yeah that's a really good yeah. uh, observation because when you're watching Thank Batman you. Begins, it does have a timelessness to it. You know, you're not yeah. looking at any technology. Um, you're not, and even even in the Dark Knight, like it's barely technology. Do you know? It's like it's yeah. hard skin and uh, towel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but and even like and not to go outside the begins but in the dark night when he's like coding and he's hacking and stuff even the tech that he's using it's all it's batman computers so it's not like he's he's not like he has an apple computer or something that everybody in you know in the in in from a cultural perspective i'm on knows. squarespace i'm yeah. gonna create a beautiful <laughs> website from scratch <laughs> yeah 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 and lure the joker in <laughs> <laughs> yeah Get your free squirting flowers. <laughs> okay, before we decide whether this movie deserves a slot in the Sinistream Vault or not, we always tend to turn to the wonderful people of the IMDb community to find out what they had to say about this film as we trawl through the Sinistream Club one-star review section. Um, I went pretty deep with this week's review analysis and I decided to actually only look at reviews that were dated prior to The Dark Knight coming out because I wanted to get their, the pure oh, good, good, the yeah. pure reaction from this movie and not distorted by yeah. the, the, the fanfare that came after the sequel. Because I think Begins became kind of much more well-regarded after the, the second one came out. 
Um, and I went through a phase, yeah. by the way, even before I went through a phase where I actually like my hot take amongst friends was Batman Begins is a way better movie than The Dark Knight. I used to say that a lot. Now, I, I, watching it, I, I, it's not, but it's still a, an excellent film. Trevor, let me update your take. Yeah, you don't have to say it's the best. You have to say it's the only one that's actually about Batman. Exactly. Yeah. It's the only one about it's Batman. It's the only one where he's actually the central character. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's all about the Joker and Bane in the, se- in the sequels. This is just all about Batman. And and that's kind of part of my, my my take at the end of the last segment was where I was saying, like, they could have done more with the Scarecrow and they could have done more with Ra's al Ghul. But maybe if they had done more with them, it would have been at the expense of building the, the Bruce Wayne Batman kind of world so yeah you're right it's all about batman and yeah. that's a good thing but anyway let's see what these guys say on the on the imdb community so so this is a uh, raj shanuni and on the 19th of august 20 or 2006 razanuni and um, which is a fake name put in the review which is titled what's left when the magic and the fun is gone so obviously they're looking back nostalgically at the at the Schumacher years or whatever. Schumacher fan. Um, so this new take on Batman just doesn't seem quite right. Nolan tries to basically get all Shakespearean with the character and completely ignores the first four films. Which is <laughs> <Just> like, yeah, <laughs> it's called... It's, That's it, a reboot. <laughs> it's a reboot. It's called Batman Begins. It's not called Batman, you know, again, you know. Uh, in some ways, this kind of works. But in some other ways, it veers Batman into a dark universe that makes no sense and becomes basically a movie where he's attempting to try and be more realistic and he tries to act like a person who is in our real universe. Not, not, not the best English writer, this person. <laughs> but <laughs> this, you know what? Her sentiment is pretty bang on. Yeah, yeah. This is where Nolan fails. A man dressing up as a bat and fighting crime has a humorous element to it that Nolan completely ignores with this incarnation and everyone in this universe also acts really dumb. Bale's performance was pretty average, but not anywhere near as compelling as Val Kilmer's. <laughs> I, Val Kilmer's a very good Batman. You, you, you think Val Kilmer's a good Batman? I do, yeah. He's, got the, he's probably got the best chin. Anyway, Bale's performance is pretty average and nothing near as compelling as Kilmer. He also tries to have a Batman voice that sounds ridiculous. Now with news of no, and this 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 is why I kept this review in. The end of it is just such a hot, such a take um, that that has aged really well. Now with news that Nolan is going to present the Joker in a sequel, I see a potential disaster waiting to happen. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Jiz East (laughs) just realised what that name is as I said it out loud. Uh, It's not Jizziest. J i z z e a s t. Jiz East. Um, the title of this review is Why Would You Think This Film Is Any... Why Would You Think This Film Is Good? Number one, when did Alfred become a Cockney butler? Michael Caine was terrible. His acting made me laugh and made me want to vomit out of my face. I like... Where else did you vomit out of? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like Michael Caine. He was amazing in Austin Powers' gold member. And <laughs> it's not the size it's how you use it yeah yeah what else what else is rubbish he's like asking the reviewer question what else is rubbish um where where were the bad guys here we go some stupid irish man in a silly mask called the scarecrow which made me laugh 
How can you compare this to Batman? And Batman Returns is beyond my belief. I think Chris Nolan is a good director, but this is not his genre to touch. He makes realistic films, and Batman Begins should have been made more fantastical. Tim Burton, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) There we go. That's the most of reviews. Who ate Tim? Who ate Tim? You ate who, Burton? Um, Yeah, I just, I suppose, like, it's, I, I just think back to the feeling that it gave me the first time I saw it, and if I'd written a review, oh my God, like, it would have been just, probably like, like all the times in my notes I wrote down, this is so cool. This is so cool. <laughs> that, would, that would actually probably be my review of it. This is so cool. Yeah, yeah. The header on the top of the Irish Times article. This is so yeah. cool. Ronan Grace. Ba- <laughs> Batman's great again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, we have to make a decision. Does it go into the vault or not? Uh, I'll I'll kick it off. I was kind of trying to think about this. Do I put? Do you put it in or not? And are you basing it on other? you know Chris Nolan movies or Batman movies is the best one all that kind of crack but at the end of the day it comes down to is this a movie that you'd return to again and again and it is like I I, I, I thought when I was re-watching it I actually thought I'd be picking a lot more holes in it but the holes Same. have just yeah and the holes just became things that I was just laughing along with and kind of enjoying as much as I was as Nolanisms much as those, Nolanisms yeah it's just those it's just he makes this kind of like He's so linear with, with, his, with his thinking and with his plot. It's like, this is the direction I'm going in. And if anything contradicts it, he doesn't really care. And he's very blatant about not caring. And I'd say he's such an unfunny man. Oh, such an unfunny man. Like, but everyone like, laughs at him, you know, because... Ah, oh, Chris, yeah, yeah. Nice Chris. one, director. Another time reference. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, 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 I get it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'd be putting this into the vault. I think it's a great film. Um it kicked off. It set superhero movies on a certain trajectory. But if you put it in the vault, it'll be locked away, and people won't be able to see it. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I can see it. I've got keys to the vault, so I can go in and visit. I've and spotted it. a narrative, <laughs> a plot hole in the Sinistrium Club structure. If this is a, this is a, a fireproof vault. If if the, if the world ends, Razor Ghoul turns up to one of your dinner parties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah look it's going in for me I think it's great um, I'd rewatch it again and I'm actually looking forward to doing it it made me really really want to watch The Dark Knight now I, I'm actually dying to watch it again because I haven't seen it in a couple of years so yeah it's a yes for me um, I'll let Ronan end it so I'll go to you Dre because Ronan is the guest you know the final say but Andrea let me hear your thoughts again I'm not feeling you have the full love for this movie Um I, I mean, when when I watched this, I I was going in on off the back of the Dark Knight, <laughs> but no, I, I think I'm going to save my my place in the vault yeah. for the Dark Knight. So I'm going to deny access this Blocked. time. Access to, access to mainframe denied. I'd stick the Batman in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like. I have to. It. Um. Yeah, uh, the soundtrack. I can't believe we haven't mentioned the soundtrack yet. I'm so sorry. Yeah, because oh, God, actually, yeah. I could never see this film again, but I'll have to listen to the soundtrack tomorrow. I was listening to listening to it all day in work today. Yeah, I absolutely. listened. Oh my god, I listened to it so much over the last few weeks, and it's, yeah. it's just so so good. Um, I was out walking my dog the last day listening to it, and I was also. Um, 
I was doing some location scouting for a very secret project that will never be made. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's an idea, basically. But um, it's funny how much better those ideas seem when you're listening mm. to Hans Zimmer. Because he do- really does like elevate things like to re- like that soundtrack is so good and it's, it's so it's... far away from anything anyone had done before. You know, normally yeah. it's um, what's the guy's name, John John Williams. Yeah, yeah, That's and the... it's kind of more orchestral yeah. and it's you know more. Um, whereas this is like it's, uh, it's crazy. Electro- it's just... There's electronic uh, themes coming into it, and even from now we are in the realm of superheroes. <laughs> Do you remember that from the Hans Zimmer concert? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I did like uh, in Batman Begins. It was Zimmer, and he shared the credit with um, James Newton Howard. Yeah, and they split it up so Howard did all of the kind of um, emotional Bruce Wayne moments, and then and Zimmer did the kind of set pieces and the Batman pieces, which is because when you but when you think about not to take that away from Zimmer because he's a genius, but that's totally his ballpark it's like you know that's perfect for him like do the set pieces do the action funny sequences. then they he meant uh, what's yeah. that guy tom holkenberg junkie xl split it up yeah again for batman versus superman ah yeah. yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh because yeah. hans zimmer didn't want to do dark knight anymore yeah um but yeah i like the soundtrack ha- actually has to be mentioned as like Hans Zimmer is a big part of Christopher Nolan's success in hindsight. Oh, I mean, so, yeah. with different music. What, what was crazy about this film, like as a superhero film, was there wasn't like the cheesy rock song that times into what he's yeah. doing. Like, you know. Zimmer for Nolan did what you mentioned Williams, what he did for Spielberg. It was that like the the elevating of the content into like, like, like fucking like Jaws, like, you know, like a, He's scrambling to put together a movie, all the shit that went wrong during production, like all the waste that they had. And then Williams comes in with that two note yeah. soundtrack that just like elevated it into this kind of creepy, spooky horror. Um, no, yeah, it's funny, still... that's another thing I noticed about the film. It, it is very scary. Oh, the, the, the Scarecrow segments are like the the bats oh, coming God, out of yeah. his mouth. Scarecrow's Batman with the black blood. Batman with the black thing. That is the scariest thing. Oh, it's, I've never yeah. seen the Batman film, and it looks cool. It's uh, it, it it's the only kind of special effects because everything else is kind of like very physical. Like it's the only CGI that's in the film really that's noticeable, mm-hmm. um, and it still looks great. Like yeah, yeah. so Jesus, absolutely, um, Jesus, absolutely, Jesus, absolutely, God. yeah. Really <laughs> <laughs> so look, Ronan, you're in the vault. Trev in the vault. Dre, no, but you never hey, asked me, Trev. You said you were putting it into the vault, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes. So yeah, two against one, Dre. Sorry, I had to. I had to bite the bullet for the commitment. So it's your turn. Has to... any film not gone into the? It's fine, guys. Yes, um, we haven't put in pretty well. I've listened to a lot of episodes. I've never got to the end of yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty Maybe woman. this one will be the first one. No, I'll be so proud of myself listening. He's <laughs> saying yeah. this and be like, "Well done, well done." Um, yeah, Pretty Woman and um, Coming to America didn't make Coming it. Coming to America? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd agree with both of them. It, it has to go <laughs> in. Like, it, it is a modern classic. Mm-hmm. It literally redefined... Superhero films. But even blockbusters. Uh, yeah. one, of yeah. the, one of the things I read was that uh, 
it was the reason that James Bond got rebooted. Yeah. Like the yeah. the makers of James Bond saw it or whoever owns the property and they're like, well, let's bring him uh, back but yes. make him grittier or whatever. Exactly. It was yeah, all yeah. grit, 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 grit. Yeah. And yeah. they um, even kind of ruined things in a way, you know, was, no one ever pulled it off. Yeah. And, and it's always that thing, isn't it? Like somebody sets a trend, everyone copies it and then after like two years it gets... Like Guardians of the Galaxy... Or around that time, some like the whole kind of like joking about your joking about the content that you're in, yeah. the meta stuff. Then Deadpool brought it to another level, and like even yeah. by the time Deadpool came out, I'm tired of it. Like and Deadpool Two, I thought was kind of weak, and it, yeah. So every kind of couple of years, there's a there's a re, a, re, a reboot or a what's the word a reset in what cool content is, yeah. and yeah, Batman Born probably did recalibration. it. Recalibration, recalibration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. So like Born did it. Batman Begins did it afterwards, and then yeah, Casino Royale did it with the Bond um, series. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we're in the vault. Batman Begins. So access to the Sinistream Vault activated for Christopher Nolan's first of the Bat trilogy, Batman Begins. That was a lot of fun. Thanks to Rona Grace for dialing in and giving us his bat takes if you agree or disagree let us know we're on twitter at the cinestream c1 and we're on instagram at the cinestream club check it out next week we'll be going all the way to agrabah to watch aladdin if you want to watch it with us it's on now tv and disney plus talk to you later As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit.